This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience. Today I have Jasmine Tarani. She helps high achievers be successful in their personal lives. Jasmine has been in virtual private practice for 15 years. She holds two master's degrees from Columbia University and is the inventor of life therapy, a combination of psychotherapy and coaching plus mindfulness and meditation. Jasmine helps you feel less stress and more love in your life. She specializes in everything that doesn't go on social media. From your inner experience, such as negative self-talk and anxiety, to your outer experience, how to handle dating, marriage, and parenthood, Jasmine has also published two books. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Uh, so as I'm sure everybody has their own story, I guess uh, part of what has been most significant in my life is my own commitment to growth. And I think that growing up, I always felt interested and motivated to be really good at whatever it was that I was doing. And perhaps some would consider me a perfectionist. I, I like to consider myself uh, a recovering perfectionist. So, you know, there was always the motivation to be the best, do the best, experience the best. And what ended up happening is that at some point there was a lot of go, 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 go and focusing on what it was that I could achieve and what it is that my mind wanted to get to versus, and it was a lot of ignoring what was really going on inside of me. And so at some point, it all started to come out. And, you know, in my adolescence and early 20s, I started realizing that I was binge eating and controlling my my exercise. I would eat a lot at night and then I would overexercise during the day. And I was kind of getting into these unhealthy habits. And I finally decided to do a deep dive into what was really going on. And it turned out that I was avoiding all of my feelings and I was coming up with ways to not feel them because I thought I was being positive. And I thought that I was being motivated and I thought that I was, you know, trying, doing better. And in reality, I was really ignoring a large part of myself and then it was coming out in other ways. And so after doing a lot of my own inner work, I started to realize how important it was for all of us and that we often ignore what really goes on inside of us. And then it comes out in the eating or the drinking or the porn or the sex or the overworking or, you know, we all have these kind of ways that we self-medicate and ignore our inner experience. And that eventually affects everything. So um, I've really dedicated my, my life to helping people be with themselves, deal with themselves, and and feel more aligned on every level. That's awesome, and I think uh, in 2020, uh, in our fast-paced you know lives in a digital age, that's uh, very important as well. So, kind of in in terms of self 
uh, help or, or helping yourself in terms of uh, you know looking for a significant other or navigating the dating scene? What are some of the uh, the things people should uh, focus on? Well, I think that they're all different, so it really varies depending on you know where what phase of life you are and what priority you have. You know, a lot of people who are really focused on their professional life don't really have time for the dating thing and I think that we do live in a world that we're we're more connected in theory than ever but we're more disconnected than ever you know we we have much more superficial interactions and we often feel very lonely and so I think that the idea of of dating in a digital you want to go in the direction of dating in a digital world that yeah, just uh, as you mentioned, we're connected, but we're so disconnected. So people often uh, lose a sight of like how actually to act when they are on a date or how to interact, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, and, and I think it's even before getting on the date, right, is really getting clear about what you want and who you want. I, I realized that I was dating. I had, a, you know, a handful of significant others before I met my husband. And what I realized is that there's five fundamental ways in which we can connect with a partner. And oftentimes we can connect with people in like one, two, three, four, five of those ways. And it can feel confusing because we, some things make sense and some things feel right and some things don't. And, and this kind of context really helped me figure out what it was that I truly wanted. So you want me to give you those five ways? Yep, sure. So the way number one is is it an emotional connection? So men, women, whatever, but it's it's more about understanding who, how you can feel really emotionally vulnerable with this other person. Do you feel comfortable with them sharing your feelings, sharing what's really going on inside of you? And, and can you be your authentic emotional self? Can you cry with them? Can you really be exposed with them? I think that's number one. Or they're all, you know, not in any particular order, but they're all important. Um, the second one is your, your psychological connection, right? Which isn't just, it's, it's not just about topics, but it's like, who are they smart enough for you? Do you have a meeting of the minds that makes you feel connected and seen and challenged and heard, right? And then there's a physical connection, right? And, and it's not just sex. It's, it's, do you feel comfortable in their presence physically, the way that they touch you, the way that you hug, the way that they smell, the way that you, you know, do you not have to put on makeup if you're a woman or whatever? Do you feel physically comfortable with them? Uh, the fourth way is um, spiritual, right? So whatever your spiritual or non-spiritual beliefs are, can you fully be that version of yourself with that person? And, and do you feel seen and heard and understood and you can and truly show up for them in that way. And then the last one is lifestyle, which is mostly about the way that they live, like the way that they eat, the way that they sleep, their friends. Like if you were to be dropped off in their world the way that they did it, would that be comfortable for you? Would that be along the lines of, of the way that you like to live your life? Or is that out of your realm of possibility? And so what I find, or I found when I was dating was that I would connect with some people and or date some people or be in relationships with some people. And it made sense in like one, two, three or those five ways, but it didn't make sense in the others. And so you get confused. Like, should I make this work because it's so good, but there's something that's not quite there. And what is it? And I think that having that context is, is really helpful as a foundation to really figure out, well, no, actually I connect with this person in 
psychologically. I love the content of their brain and the things that they think about. And we have this exciting meeting of the minds, but I don't feel like I can be vulnerable. I don't feel like I, I, I can be soft or I can be seen in that in that way. And so it, it's trying to figure out what your true needs are on, on every level. And then it helps you navigate when you're meeting people of the ways in which you're connecting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's important to, you know, be yourself and then obviously express yourself because you want to be with somebody if it's long term in, in that kind of state. You don't want to put on a, a front or anything of that nature and express yourself in uh, every way. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we're, we live in this age, particularly with relating with people, that that we hide a lot, you know, and people want to appear to be better than they are and I want to feel like they're more important or whatever than they are and and then they end up feeling more isolated and lonely and everybody does because we all are imperfectly perfect and we've all got our stuff you know so it's it's how do you find somebody that you can really be your truest version of yourself with yeah I agree so what motivates you to succeed so I mean I think it depends on what you consider success for me, I think that the the idea of financial success at the cost of of feeling good and having healthy relationships and feeling like I'm I'm living practicing what I preach isn't success to me. So like for example, like the last few years I have been very focused on my business and growing it and sales and marketing and all these things. And what I've realized is that it just was so disconnecting from what it is that I really do, which is helping people be more present and more connected and in love and connected with their, with their partners or their children or their families or their friends or their loved ones, you know? And, you know, at the end of the day, on your deathbed, I don't think that many people say, I wish I worked more. I wish I made more money. They, they think about the people they want around them. And I think that real success is being able to do both, right? It's not just one or the other. I think that there's kind of this earthy, crunchy, like free spirity, like the money doesn't matter thing. And then there's this kind of like gung-ho, like, let's be more efficient, let's get it, let's go, let's go kind of mentality. And I think that for me, it's a matter of bridging those two worlds and feeling like my financial abundance comes through my spiritual abundance and that my my success and, and the people that I help and the things that I do fill me up as much as it fill them up. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs or myself, I switched over when I was in my 20s, more like you said, uh, a focus, like gung-ho focus on increasing my salary, my title, that kind of thing. And then a switch kind of uh, turned on in terms of focusing on legacy. So giving as much back as I can, focusing on things that really matter. And I think that focus actually propelled me further than if I was focusing solely on you know the money and the titles because that came. So if you're focusing on something that you're good at, you're talented in and you can add value in and uh, you know, you give back and giving, in one way. Yep. Right? It's giving. And, but I think that really we can't give unless we feel full. Right. So if you're coming from a lack, like even if you're trying to give, but it still feels like you're not coming from a, a full place, then it, it's still not sincere and it's not genuine. Right. And so for, for what it is that I do is how do you fill yourself up? How do you feel like you have enough energy or love or or value to give to other people because I think a lot of the 
the rat race is very energy sucking and being stuck in that rat race is so easy to do, you know? So it's how do I get out of that rat race? How do I understand what's really important in life and, and still feel successful, still make money, still do these things, but not in, in the chaos and the dysfunction of our societal ways. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think, like you said, the the people that are important to you, because at the end of the day, all you really have uh, are memories. And I think you get to a point where uh, you said like that rat race. So there's, you know, several positions over my career before founding my company and things of that nature. High level careers that I could have took in, you know, New York City. But knowing that my commute would be three, four hours, I kind of weighed that time that I could be using for other things. I'm a foster parent as well. So currently we have four kids in our home. Wow. Uh, we've really? had 16 since uh, June 2018. Wait, what was 16? 16 kids in total since June 2018. So, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Talk yeah. about giving back. I got goosebumps. I've been wanting to do that. One of my clients is a foster parent. I hear all those stories. Yeah, it's awesome. I actually did a talk show with my wife about our experiences and uh, the journey of uh, infertility. We've had five miscarriages in the last three years that kind of led us to that, even though we're still naturally uh, trying. We're kind of um, labeled as a foster to adopt in the New Jersey uh, foster care system. So if you have a child in our home and the uh, parental or guardian rights are terminated, we have the option to adopt, adopt a child. Have you adopted any yet? We have not actually. Uh, our first placement, we we got licensed May thirty first, twenty eighteen. June first, they dropped off two boys at our doorstep, and uh, we had them for a year to begin with. We were told that the mother was going to lose parental rights, and we'd be able to adopt them. And then it moved in a different direction. So after a year of thinking we would adopt them, they got reunified, which was obviously uh, a hard hit. But um, you know, we've we've kept doing it based on seeing how you know many kids there are out there that need uh, good homes. Oh, I got goosebumps. That's so powerful. But it's such an emotional roller coaster, right? I mean, being there for them, seeing what their needs are, getting your needs met, having you know, wanting to have your your adopted family, and then losing that opportunity. I mean, the whole thing is just. It's. I'm sure there's plenty of highs and lows. Yep, it's definitely emotionally draining and it has kind of, like you said, that high. But at the end of the day, each kid has their own story and none of the children has put themselves in the situation that they're in. So, Right. That's powerful. Thank you. So uh, what's one weakness that you've seen in yourself uh, or something that you always felt like you wanted to change that you turned around and utilized as a strength today? So, you know, that that perfectionism that I talked about at the beginning, um, I had this revelation recently that I, I started remembering kind of this first moment I had as a child. Maybe it wasn't a first moment, but I just remember a, a moment that stood out to me and I was, I was at in the, I was a kid in like sixth grade and I went shopping with my mom and and I tried on clothes and it it didn't fit the way that I wanted. And I started crying in the in the changing room. And I remember just this feeling of like, I'm not good enough or I don't look good or I don't feel good or just like I'm fat and 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 I and I wasn't, you know, but that's how I felt. And 
what I realized now, like looking back at this like moment of wanting to be perfect or wanting to be better and, and feeling this kind of underlying pressure that I was supposed to be. And, and I, and looking back at it, I, I was thinking about my mom kind of look, looking at me saying like, what are you talking about? You're, you're already perfect. You don't, you, you're perfect the way that you are. And for whatever reason, I didn't receive it as now that I'm a parent, you know, the way that I look at my children and I see their perfection in that they're just perfect for existing, that they don't have to be anything or do anything to already be perfect. And I think that for me, it's, it's making that full shift to realize that we're all perfect and we're all complete and we're all whole and that we're doing a lot of work to be better or to become a version of ourselves that we aspire to rather than really uncovering the truest perfection that we already are. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of that comes obviously from society and things we see in media and think uh, that's how things are. But, you know, it's uh, a highlight reel like social media and then majority things are either a touch up or the the best part. So people think, you know, why do these people have these awesome lives or look like the way they are? But most of that is Photoshop and just, you know, glimpses at people's lives, the the positives without any of the... uh, the negatives are the things that people may not want to see. Right. And as if those negative things are, there's something wrong with them. That's part of our perfection too. That's part of our wholeness. That's where we learn. That's where we grow. And that there's something really empowering about embracing that fullness. And I think that there's something really connecting about it. Whereas, you know, when we're always trying to only show our happy, positive, successful sides, then it can be really isolating because it makes other people feel bad about themselves and it makes us feel like we're better than people or feel worse because we're feeling like imposters, you know, that there's, there's something about the lack of authenticity, I think in this day and age that is, is really challenging to work with. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of it is uh, either a front or kind of a a fake it till you make it mentality. But like you said, showing uh, where you came from, your flaws, and actually showing who you are really can go a lot further than pretending who you aspire to be at some point in your life. Right, right. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience? One piece of advice I can leave with the audience. Um, I've been really thinking a lot about this quote recently by Rumi. And it's, if you think you are enlightened, go home which to me essentially means that we do a lot of wanting to be awesome and wanting to like go, 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 go. But the real, the real work and the real opportunities for deeper growth happen with those people that you love most to trigger you, right? I always say that being in a marriage or having children is the, the most spiritual growth that you can ever do because the people that you care are your parents or your siblings right like all these people on social media or all your friends they don't trigger you in the same way the people you love most and and they're going to bring out your stuff i that that you have the opportunity to now look at and deal with and work through and grow i um i like this concept of like seeing two glasses like what both filled with beads right one is filled with blue beads and one is filled with red beads right and our our intimate relationships are like can 
make those glasses clank, right? And they bring out our stuff. And oftentimes we blame the other person for, you made, you you brought out my red beads or you brought out my blue beads. Whereas it's like, no, yes, you brought those out and they clank, but they're, these are still my red beads and those are still your blue beads. And how amazing it is that we get to bring these out for each other because now we get to look at it and deal with it in ways that we wouldn't have the opportunity to without each other. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, people bring out the best and the worst in us. So I think it's important to have a inner circle, whether that be family, friends or mentors that kind of encourage you and push you to the next level. Yeah, for sure. And people who bring those parts out of you, right? The parts that can be more vulnerable, the parts that can be more real so that you can do the real growing and not have to fake it. Yeah, great. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Sure. My website is jasminterrani.com, J-A-S-M-I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-Y.com, J-A-S-M-I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-Y. And my Instagram is jasmine underscore Tarani. Jasmine doesn't have an E. Um, I do have a few books. I have a a mommy book, a parenting book, um, as well as a how to deal with uncomfortable feelings like stress and anxiety book that have also been developed into courses. So I've got a stress and anxiety course and a parenting course. And I also have a dating course of how to attract your ideal mate. So for you and your audience, I'll give you um, a 50% off promo code. So 50 off is the promo code for the courses if you want, if you're interested in the courses. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.